Dress it up and make it real for me. <laughs> Whatever that means. Dirty something in the staff for me. Spend a day to get my mind blown. Huh? Dress it up and go to NASA. 200 miles on the dash. Got a roller pound up a gas. Switch the lanes in the Grand Rapids. We the one that kept it cool with all these Hello and welcome to the Dogwood Basketball Show. I am Carter and joining me as always is Davis. How are you doing, Davis? Yo, what's Davis? up? <laughs> Pretty good. We're the Basket Bros. <laughs> Basket Bros at Dogwood Basketball. We are back to discuss uh, all things college basketball and... Uh, just got to sort of start off with the review of the week that was uh, off the top. Duke had a big win over Boston College uh, to ex- sort of solidify themselves as the uh, favorite for the ACC at this point in the season. They were actually down 30-28 at half, but uh, outscored Boston College 52-25 in the second half to end up winning 80-55. to um, it was a pretty complete performance. Zion had a double-double. Cam Reddish actually had his best performance of the season. Um, but generally, a really, really solid performance from Duke. Uh, any thoughts on that one, Davis? Um, I was impressed with Boston College for the first half. So me and uh, some of my students for, went for an advisory trip to the Boston College Notre Dame game uh, last weekend. And the first half, Boston College looked like super flat, and and they ended up losing to Notre Dame, but it, they made it a, you know, it was good second half. Um, but you know, it, I, I think the game as a whole is just um, it shows you that the ACC is always dangerous, and mm-hmm. you know, Duke definitely took control. And they're getting um, their best shot from pretty much every team they play against. <clears throat> yeah, that's yeah, that's true. It's like, I mean. It's funny how that works. Like uh, a game that really is probably more important for BC is just to beat Notre Dame, and they come out flat at home. But then they really, you know, give Duke a. I mean, they beat them in the first half. So yeah, um, yeah, um, you know, maybe showing a little bit of vulnerability for Duke. So right now, I'm just looking at the uh, the box score. For R.J. Barrett again shooting less than fifty percent. Yeah. I mean, Every game that, I watch of R.J. Barrett, I get a little bit less impressed by him. Yeah, he's getting too much game film, you know. <laughs> yeah, Draft stock's just going really down. Is. Well, uh, people might still He only got 27 high, minutes but... in that game. Yeah. Wait a second. Zion, 17 rebounds is pretty ridiculous. He's really unbelievable. Uh, like, when he was coming into the season, I thought he was all hype, just a dunker. But... Like, he's one of the more impressive defensive players in uh, college basketball right now. And a really good passer, actually, also. Yeah, good basketball IQ. Yeah, I mean, I mean for real. Uh, he, more, much more than RJ, or people were saying Trey Jones is, like, the uh, the heartbeat of the team. And when he was out, they struggled. But Zion, like, you're just, like, trying to figure it out more than it actually needs to be if you say that Zion is not the most important player of this team. Because he's unbelievable. I haven't seen anybody like him in a long time. 
since like Blake yeah. Griffin was at Oklahoma. It's like the closest thing I can remember, honestly. It's pretty crazy. I mean, he's what's his season field goal percentage? It's got to be like sixty-five. <laughs> Let's see, ninety points per game. It never gives you the important stats. Yeah. It's, uh, I just want to throw that out there. Um, okay, here we go. Whoa. Take a guess. Field goal uh, percentage for sixty-eight. The uh yes that's exactly right <laughs> is it really <laughs> yeah that's hilarious that's unbelievable though 68 percent it's insane yeah that's while truly... averaging like 19 20 points a game yeah 22 points that's got to be like the highest ever in college basketball <laughs> for someone averaging over 20 points a game i mean it probably is yeah where's jamie i need like a jamie like in the joe rogan show to look these things up um yeah that's Really impressive. Well, looking at the rest of the stat sheet for that team, you know, the thing that I was saying was uh, Zion, Trey Jones, um, and Cam Reddish uh, all had over 33 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you've got Barrett with 27. Uh, No one else on the team had more than 14 minutes. Um, And you're just still looking at a team that's one injury away from – you know, uh, oh, total catastrophe. Killer. Oh yeah. If it were Zion or RJ Barrett, they have no depth. I mean, that's sort of how it's gotten to be with Duke this season. They're sort yeah. of lucky if they have an upperclassman who's, you know, got experience like there was with, uh, uh, the point guard in, uh, 2015 when they won the national championship. Um, but this year they don't really have that. I guess white is kind of an upperclassman, but he's not really very good. Marquise Bolden is like a flop five-star who just has not gotten better since he's been at Duke. Yeah, I uh, kind of feel bad for him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But you sort of make your bed and you have to lie in it when you go to Duke and just get discarded by Coach K when he gets new yeah. freshman every year. So Jack White is their sixth man, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's uh, kind of a weird like body, too, for college basketball. He's 6'7", 220 pounds. Oh, so I could like, have sworn he was taller than that. Big. That's actually pretty small. Yeah. for He's um, essentially a five. For yeah, but he's like a super undersized five. <laughs> yeah. Um, and his field goal percentage for the season is 37%. Oh, that's really awful. I yeah. I he was like 0 for 10 from three against Syracuse. One of the worst shooting displays I've ever seen. Yeah, so... Yeah, that's not the kind of six man you want. Um, no, but, but their starting five is probably good enough to win the national championship. But they're just they're very fragile as a team. So, but more pressing than the national championship will be uh, this upcoming Saturday. They visit uh, University of Virginia in Charlottesville, and was probably the biggest game of this college basketball season. Uh, UVA just won. In the week against who was that again? I can't remember. Mm, pulling it up. Oh yeah, Miami. Miami. Yeah. <laughs> 56-46 classic UVA performance, keeping other team under fifty. But uh, there's rumblings that Ty Jerome possibly might miss uh, the game this weekend, and if that's the case, I think UVA is probably gonna, really going to struggle because. Um, the one thing they sort of need is a guy who can get his own basket. 
And the guy who would replace him at point guard, Kehi Clark, as solid as he is, is not the kind of basketball player that can create his own shot. So At least not against a team with Duke's length. No, not at all. I'm going to throw that out there. I think against a lot of other college basketball teams, he do fine. But um, against like a real is a NBA very sort of oversized roster, yeah. college point guard and yes. very quick. Oh, yeah. So. And better at iso ball than you would think with his sort of like frame and just the way he looks. But uh, well, he just looks kind of like a, a dweeby white guy until you're actually. And he looks a little thick live. too, but he's much quicker than you think he'd be. As big as he is. Yeah, he's an athlete. He's, you see it when you watch him live. Like he just moves like fast. He moves strong. Yeah. Um, but you know the, the sort of iso ball was uh, sort of the uh, the way most offense was created the last time these two played at Cameron Endor. Um, and UVA really relied on Hunter and uh, Ty Jerome to try to create their own shots. They didn't get a lot of offense from anybody else. Kyle Guy had sort of a quiet game. They really need him to show up. Uh, I mean, especially if Ty Jerome's not playing. Kyle Guy's going to have to go off. Hunter's going to have to have a really good game. Huff, Huff yeah, he had a couple really up. big plays against Duke, but then disappeared the rest of the game. He's got a lot of potential. He's a much better scorer than Jack Salt is. As far as the uh, the big man position is for UVA, yeah, I agree. I'd like to see him get a lot more minutes. Um, yeah, let's Bennett see. just sort of gives Salt the the. You well, know, he's a senior, exactly. So yeah. the same way Roy Williams does it. That's sort of the way college basketball coaches operate. They just give the guy who's been there a little more uh, love when it comes to minutes than they do the uh, the young guy. But Jay Huff's definitely more talented overall basketball player than Jack Salt is. Oh, for sure, for sure. And actually, like, a pretty good athlete at seven feet. Like Yes, and long arms. Um, sort of reminds me of, like, Frank Kaminsky. Uh, like, yeah, pretty that's good, good outside, comparison. decent ball handler, a little more athletic than you'd think he'd be. But just a, a big body, and, like, he had a, wow. <laughs> a lot of people focus wow. on Wow, okay, l- l- let me stat you for a second. Okay. All right, so he's only averaging uh, nine minutes a game. But he's averaging five points. Uh, In comparison, Diakite and Salt. So Salt's averaging double that at 20 minutes, and he's only averaging 4.7. And Diakite, who, like, you know, pretty solid six-man kind of guy. I guess he's technically a starter. Yeah, Yeah, he averages 19 a game and only averages seven. So Huff's productivity. Uh, His per uh, 36 is off the charts. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, his rebounds, like per thirty six, is higher than Diagite and equivalent with Salt. Yeah. Um. So, and field goal percentage sixty five percent. Oh wow. Get him in the game, coach. Get him in the game. It might be 40%. one of those things like he's not really as good oh. in the team defense as Salt is. So Bennett well, just doesn't want that in there or something. But... I'll get this. He's also fifty percent from behind the arc. Yeah, he's a good shooter. He's a pretty What's good up? like stretch big man. Come on, Tony. <laughs> yeah. Put it in the game, Tony. Sacrifice a little bit of defense for much better offense. Yeah. It's something they might really have to do because that was the thing that sort of showed against Duke the last time. Is, I mean, they limited Duke's offense in a way a lot of teams haven't been able to. They just didn't get the amount of points they needed. If Duke, yeah. I mean, if UVA scores 70, they're probably going to win. But I don't know if yeah. they're going to get to that. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's, it's is Bennett willing to be flexible? Uh, or how flexible is he willing to be is perhaps the better question. 
because he's he's already shown that he's willing to you know do some things a little bit differently than he did last season, mm-hmm. I think. But um, you know, that's just me. Uh, so of, so what's the deal though with Jerome? Why is he potentially out? Uh, it's one of those sort of undisclosed injuries. Ah, yeah. one of those. <laughs> that's becoming popular. I think it's his back. Um, oh, that's not too worrying. He like. Something got tight or something. Yeah. Um, he missed their last game. Back soreness is what they're calling it. Yeah. Mm. I think that might be throwing Duke off the. Uh, so they prepare. The <laughs> you think this is the long con? He's like, hey, we don't need him against Miami, but uh, and that'll force Duke into game planning for uh, him not playing, and then he ends up playing. <laughs> I don't know. That's... He's playing mind games with Coach K. This is Davis' conspiracy hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm all about the conspiracies. But uh, to go to the team that is tied with Duke and UVA at the top of the ACC standings, uh, North Carolina absolutely pummeled NC State uh, on Tuesday. They won 113-96. to 96. I think they got 58 in the first half. That makes it 30 of the last 34 Games against NC State, UNC has won, which is pretty incredible. Um, it's probably UNC's most complete performance on the season, even though they allowed 96 points. They, like, totally dominated the game. Um, and NC State's not bad, <laughs> although they only scored, what was it, 23 points against uh, Virginia Tech uh, last week. Yeah, uh, NC State kind of had a rough week, but... Yeah. Um... I do think the 90s, for those of y'all who didn't watch the game, you know, um, Jay, uh, uh, Jay Billis always talks about this. Like, giving up a lot of points isn't necessarily an indicator of bad defense. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a super run-and-gun game. Yeah. I don't know what NC State, they just thought maybe they could, you know, beat Carolina at their own game. Um, I but think they just I wanted think... to score some points after that last game. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's good for their confidence. And, um. But there was at one point, I think with almost, like with eight minutes left in the game, Carolina had 90 points and was up like 90 to 70. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Uh, you know, it was... And There was they, no they, doubt they that Carolina was going to score early. 100. It yeah. was like yeah. five, was six insane. minutes left. Especially against, I don't know, it was, it was crazy. Um, I think the big story there for Carolina fans is Luke May's mm-hmm. performance. And he's Best had game two of the solid performances him. back-to-back now. Mm-hmm. Um, Cam Johnson was really nice from three. Kenny Williams is finally getting his shot back. Yes. Uh, the only person who really shot badly was Kobe White, and that's just because he shoots so much. <laughs> he's not going to make all of them. And yeah. that's not really too disconcerting to have Kobe White miss some shots because, you know. I'm not too concerned about his ability to make shots. Uh, shooting 84% from the foul line as a team, pretty solid. Pretty um, I really like this stat from Nasir Little, 8 for 10 from the foul line. Yeah, he's Little. actually a really good free throw shooter. And he gets to the line because he can dribble, penetrate, and he's strong enough to you know play through some contact and draw the foul. Yeah. Um Brings me to uh, my big question to you for the night. Uh, with UNC, Duke, and UVA all tied at the top of the ACC at 8-1, and one, who do you think is going to win the ACC regular season this year? Duke has not won since 22. They haven't won outright since 2006. 
and UNC and UVA have won all of the last five seasons. UVA's won three, and UNC's won two. Um, I think the smart bet is whoever wins the game tomorrow because Carolina <laughs> that hasn't is such played. A cop out. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but let me tell. Hey, I'll. Uh, you put you know, a prediction that in there. With my prediction for who's going to win tomorrow. <laughs> the reason I say that is because Carolina still hasn't played either of those teams. Mm. Um, plays so we Duke really twice, don't know. Plays UVA only one time. That's at home. Yeah. Uh, well, I think, jeez, uh, that's such a tough call. I mean, as a Carolina fan, you can't really pick Carolina because you're like, ah, oh, they're going to like lose to like, uh, you know, Notre Dame or something yeah. or Boston College. Like, so what's going to happen? They're streaking really well right now. They had one bad show against Louisville, but they're doing really good right now. Yeah. I'll give you my prediction. I think it's going to be Duke. and Because they are going to win tomorrow. I think they are going to win tomorrow because I don't think Ty Jerome will be playing. And Carolina will lose to UVA, and then they'll split yeah. the series with Duke, and Duke will win. I think they will. And I don't think Coach K's – they haven't won since 2010. I think part of that is Coach K doesn't really care if they win the ACC regular season. <laughs> He's going for national championships. <laughs> so, yeah. They're I mean, not going to win the national championship, though. There's no like, way. UVA can win it, and then they can lose in the first round. But, yeah, I mean, I think they probably go out in, like, Sweet 16 this year. Duke or UVA? Uh, Duke. Yeah, th- I think, yeah. They're very liable for an upset because foul trouble could really kill them in any game they play. And, like, over the course of a whole season, that's not going to, you know, be a huge issue. But, like, one game, anything can happen. Especially without ACC refs. Yeah. It's a oh, huge yeah, variable in the NCAA yeah, exactly. tournament that people overlook. And they're not a good jump shooting team. And that can really no. kill you. They could fall victim even earlier to a team that can really hit it from outside. Yeah. Um, but I do think they're going to win the regular season. Because Zion is just like on a tear right now. and They're a really good team. Have they played Louisville yet this year? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm going to look at that. I haven't really paid too much attention to their schedule, but I really can't see them losing like... They might no, sweep they played Louisville next. I think they okay. could drop that game at Louisville. A come down from UVA? That's certainly mm-hmm. possible. I think win or lose at UVA, they're susceptible to a loss at Louisville. Still have to go to Syracuse. Still have to go to Virginia Tech. I Virginia mean, there are Tech, certainly games they could lose, but... I don't think they lose at Virginia Tech. I think Virginia Tech's too small. Yeah. Um... But they could they could lose both to UNC, honestly. I mean, they could, but... I'd be surprised. I'd be very surprised. Just Zion is just so crazy. I just, like... It's tough to see them losing to anybody. Brooks, man. Brooks is going to shut him down. <laughs> yeah, maybe. UNC does have bodies. We got, mean, yeah. No doubt about that. They have NBA and if, bodies. And if Luke May is hitting this his jump shot, we're a very dangerous team. Because it forces yeah. the big men to extend... Cam I mean, Johnson's one of the better shooters in the ACC right now. In the country. Yeah. He's the leading um, shooter in the conference by percentage, I think. Oh, he's definitely over two. 50. He's like, yeah, it's he's insane. got a really good shot, like really reproducible and really nice and height. But yeah, exactly. It's like really tough to defend a guy who's like 6'8 and like really lengthy. He's listed at 6'9. Oh, is he really? Wow. Yeah. I guess I it's know, just you know. he's not super big, so you don't think of him as being like. Yeah, he doesn't have like long arms and stuff, yeah. really. 
not like a huge frame or anything like that. But um, um, to move so, outside of uh, the ACC, we can just touch on some different stuff right here. And I know there's something Davis was very eager to talk about, <laughs> is the Michigan State Spartans have dropped three in a row, uh, including... To unranked opponents. <laughs> yeah, teams like Illinois, who haven't even won ten games this year. I called it. <laughs> yeah. And they were uh, the darlings for a little bit. People were saying they're obviously the most talented team in the Big tw- Big Ten. They're really high in uh, the Ken Pomeroy rankings. All the computers loved them. But they did lose, uh, I think, I can't remember his name, but one of their uh, key players for the rest of the season. Um, and, yeah, they're just not looking like the team we all thought they were going to be. Except for Davis, who thought they were awful the whole time. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know, because they lost to Kansas at the beginning of the season, and I was like, I don't know if this Kansas team really looks that good. They lost to Louisville, who it turns out is actually pretty solid. And then they won until they stopped. And now they've <laughs> lost three in a row. And have a game against Minnesota, which... I mean, if they lose on Saturday to Minnesota, who's actually... I mean, they're not pretty a pushover team. team. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so ESPN's power index has a 95% chance that Michigan State wins this game. Um... I can't trust a number like that. 95% is way too high. That's so high, especially for a team that's lost three in a row. I guess part of it, you can, you know, it's like the gambler's odds or whatever. Like, oh, They can't you know, lose forever. For yeah. Yeah, they can't lose forever. But, hey, you could drop four in a row. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, Saturday game, uh, you know, national television on ESPN. It's going to be a lot of pressure. Um, if they do lose, they should not be in the top 25. I mean, they but, might not should be in the top 25 right now. This, Yeah. <laughs> yes, there's a good argument for that as well. But I think win or lose, they will still stay in the top 25 because of all the hype preseason. Yeah, and just Tom Izzo's reputation. <laughs> yeah. Which but that uh, leaves Michigan at the top of the Big Ten standings at 10-2 and two, uh, with Purdue, who's actually been really good. I sort of counted them out after I saw them lose a couple games earlier in the season. But they've really bounced back really nice. I know Carson Edwards is a really, really good guard. Um, then you've got Wisconsin at 9-3, and three, Michigan State at 9-3, and three, Maryland at 9-4, and four, and Iowa at 6-5. All ranked teams. The Big Ten's actually pretty solid. Yeah, well, the I mean, the big game coming up this weekend is uh, Wisconsin and Michigan. Um, so was, uh, Michigan won the last matchup. Um but they play at noon on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, in Madison. Yes. So uh, in Wisconsin. Um, and not too Michigan long ago, wins, Michigan was blown out by Iowa. Yeah. But I don't know. If Michigan wins against the Badgers, I think they should definitely be in front of Nevada. Oh, yeah. I um, mean, they're still a really good team. Really good defensive team. My one concern with Michigan is they sort of struggle getting points. And <laughs> as many people don't trust UVA, I have, I'm not one of those people, but I generally don't trust teams that have issues Ooh. getting points. Sorry, I was wrong. They lost Wisconsin last time. Mm-hmm. Two losses on the season, I think, are just to Wisconsin and, uh, and Iowa. Two road games, but yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, if they I know beat you were Wisconsin, a big believer in Michigan uh, earlier in the season, you still I was. have the faith in them. Yes, and I think they're gonna. Uh, if they beat Wisconsin, I think they could win out. Well, whatever happens against Wisconsin, they could win out. Secure I mean, a one seed. Yeah, they're playing Maryland and Michigan State are like the two really big teams they have left on the schedule. And they they play them twice, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I just uh, I think it's the year for the Wolverines to kind of make a statement. And, you know, Michigan State's got to get out of here. <laughs> Old hat. Hey, get it might be Maryland, you know. I still don't think of them as a Big Ten team. Yeah, I know. It's weird. <laughs> it is so weird. They but if they were the to like win the Big Ten regular season, maybe I'd start to think of them that way. Yeah. That was mainly over TV rights. Is that what it was? Uh, I th- the Big Ten really wanted to get the, the lucrative Washington, D.C. market. Um, I don't know how, what, how big that actually ended up being for them. They got Rutgers for New York and uh, Maryland for D.C. Mm. Um, and, you know, <laughs> teams that play in Chicago and Wisconsin and Nebraska. I don't know how much business a team of the East Coast has being in the Big Ten. but Yeah, it's kind of strange. Yeah. It's non-geographic. Sort of also jumping around different uh, conferences. Uh, Kansas just lost to Kansas State last night. Um, Kansas is now 6-4 and four in the Big 12. Uh, they've won 14 straight Big 12 regular season titles. The big joke every year is no matter how bad Kansas looks, they're always going to win the Big 12. But that really might not happen this year. Um, actually, just sort of breaking news, which just happened uh, actually just half an hour ago maybe, LeGerald Vick uh, took a leave of absence from the team, and he's been one of their best players this season. So now missing LeGerald Vick, lose one of their key scorers, look even worse than they have <laughs> up to this point. Um, what are your sort of general impressions on Kansas so far? Well, you know, um, I've never been like a huge fan of Bill Self. I know like a couple years ago you were talking about him being the best coach in college basketball. I still kind of believe it. Uh, he just seems kind of erratic. Yeah. You know, personality, he like really gets – he's always angry during the games. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of times he's got like some good players, but they don't seem to run like that much of a – it seems to me like they're not really running an offense most of the time. Just sort of lets the good players do good player stuff. Yeah, um, which is great until you don't have great players, and then which they really don't have this season. Yeah, and they're getting ugh, ugh. they've lost one, two, three. They've lost three of their last five. Yeah, lost yeah. to Kentucky. Was it last weekend or two? They weeks lost ago. to West Virginia. Which yep. was not a good team. No, West Virginia is not good. They lost year. four of their last six. Yeah. That is what you'd call trending down. Yes. <laughs> uh, after an already not super impressive season before that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they beat Tennessee. That's a big mark on, you know, a feather in their cap. Mm-hmm. But That yeah, might be Tennessee's only loss on the season. Think about it that. is. It is. Or did they lose to Gonzaga also? Tennessee beat Gonzaga. Yeah, Tennessee beat Gonzaga. That's why they're ranked number one, because they only have one loss. That's right. Otherwise, UVA or Duke would be number one. We can sort of move on to Tennessee. I know you're a big uh, 
gripe with the Ken Pomeroy rankings. They've got Tennessee at number five right now when uh, they're number one in the AP poll. Um, they're just coasting through the SEC right now. Although Kentucky's really picked it up recently, so they could present a challenge for them in the future. And they're, yeah, that that's a fun matchup down the road. Yeah, so Ken Palm soon. has Michigan State ahead of Tennessee. Hot take. Ken Palm <laughs> is corrupt. <laughs> the what? absolutely analytical numbers-driven website is corrupt and favorite. Well, look things. at it. It stands out like a sore thumb. Okay, you got Virginia twenty and one, number one on Ken Palm. Duke twenty and two, number two. Gonzaga twenty one and two, three. Michigan State eighteen and five, number five. Tennessee twenty one and one, number six. Michigan State twenty one and two. It's like, you know, one of these is not like the other. <laughs> yeah. uh, and especially since they've lost like three in a row, like yeah. I don't know. <laughs> You think there's a ghost in the shell. There is. There's There's a ghost ghost in the the machine that's taking something wrong. Uh, (laughs) Tom Izzo is like bribing the Ken Palm folks. We can't see the computations in the background. That's true. We don't don't have the formula. Yeah. We don't have the formula. Then uh, we'll take it to the Big East really quickly. As uh, Villanova is going to visit Marquette this weekend. In the biggest game of the Big East season so far. Marquette just lost to St. John's uh, earlier this week. Uh, and a missed last second shot from uh, Marcus Howard. And Villanova, after struggling early in the season, losing to like Furman and people like that, are undefeated in the Big East and uh, are really bouncing back from our early struggles. Well, I think, uh, you know, that's the trait of a well-coached team is improvement throughout the season. Mm -hmm. Figuring out what you're doing wrong and solving it. Exactly. So I think you can, this is a really nice contrast with Kansas and Bill Self, where a team that, (laughs) It all comes back to Bill Self and how bad he is. (laughs) Hey, I got to reiterate. Yeah, Bill Self, he knows it. He's failing. I don't even tell him. He's losing sleep. Um, But Jay Wright... Jay Wright, though, I mean, Jay Wright's a great coach. Um, you know, maybe, I mean, he's got to be one of the best coaches of the past 15 years. Won two of the last three national championships? Yeah. Uh, Don't see it teams, happening this year. With No, nah, probably not. But with teams that weren't overloaded with talent. Well, they did have four NBA draft picks last year. But were they NBA draft picks because they're on Villanova, or were they NBA draft picks because they were that good? None of them have been that great this season. Ahem. <laughs> Turned yeah, Dante well, DiVincenzo into a first-round pick. That in itself is pretty incredible. Yeah. A six-foot white guy from Delaware. <laughs> Gets first-round pick in the draft. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think Villanova, because they're coached by Jay Wright, like, and... You know, he, he gets guys into a system who run his system, and they run crisp plays, and they know what to do. They're always a threat to make it to the Final Four. That's true. As long as Jay Wright's at Villanova, they're always a Final Four contender. So hopefully he gets picked off by an NBA team pretty soon. Or he replaces <laughs> Roy Williams. Roy Williams <laughs> he strikes me as a big city kind of guy. Hey, Chapel Hill's not too little. <laughs> yeah, compared to... White trash Philadelphia. Uh, <laughs> but just sort of uh, <laughs> wrap up uh, this sort of episode. We've got the NCAA top 16 bracket 
getting revealed on Saturday. Um, what are your just sort of general thoughts on them doing this at this point in the season and uh, the whole charade that is the NCAA tournament? Uh, wait, I'm, so you're going to have to fill me in a little bit. Okay, this will be good for anybody also who's listening who doesn't know. Uh, the NCAA is releasing the top 16 seeds at this point in the season to give the general public an idea of what they're looking at in terms of NCAA tournament teams. Hmm. So they're in a rank of 1 through 16. Is Right now, here's who we think are the... Yes. Are going to be the 1, 2, 3, and 4 seeds in the 4 uh, regions, basically. But this has no actual bearing on what the seeds will be in no. March now. <laughs> in, in March after the conference tournaments. I think that's stupid. I think it is too. It's... Cause considering that everything could change by then. Zion Williamson could get hurt and Duke could lose the rest of the games this season. Well, okay, I'll, I will say this. I'm interested to see where they put teams like Nevada. Yeah. I'm interested to see, after Gonzaga. all these losses, where they put Michigan State. Mm-hmm. If, if Michigan State makes it at all. If Kansas yeah. makes it at all. That's kind of my point. Is yeah. like if can what day are they doing this? You They're said doing Sunday. It on Saturday, I think. Oh, they should wait till after the games. <laughs> Maybe they should. I'll see if that's. Uh, we'll fact check this very quickly. Okay. Yeah, it seems like to do it on Saturday is kind of premature since you've got all these marquee matchups. I don't know how much it actually like is affected by the games. <laughs> I don't know how much the rankings are affected by the games. I think that's like such a truism. Uh, oh my gosh. That's like music. <laughs> it is on Saturday. Uh, yeah, that that needs to go in the like basketball quote hall of fame. Um, oh, jeez. Yeah, well, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a mistake to do that. <laughs> Uh, but I am interested. I'll check them out. So maybe it's right because you know, it's, that, it's something to try and drum up interest in the season. Yeah, More and that is anything. one thing I, I do think the NCAA is trying to improve upon is like, you know, we as hardcore fans followed the season throughout, mm-hmm. but for most Americans, they don't care. They probably about haven't watched football. college basketball up to this point. No, not at all. And then they'll just watch it in March. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, so I don't know. Let's see how the fallout goes. But as a, you know, as a purist, I think it's just, it's not really fair. And it's, because inevitably what will happen is the rankings that they generate now will either intentionally or unintentionally have a consequence on the rankings for the tournament. Mm -hmm. As like sort of all preseason rankings and stuff like that. Exactly. Just create Uh, like, uh, I thought they were good. I'm not that wrong about everything, am I? They're probably still good. Yep. Yep. So, you know, but we'll yeah. see. We'll see how that goes on Saturday, and also all the rest of the big games, including Duke versus Virginia. But uh, thank you for listening to us talk about this college basketball week, and uh, hopefully we'll be back with you next week. And, all right. Uh, signing off, me and Davis. Thank you for listening. Be easy. 
But now I know the time, got an older mind, plus control a nine. Fine, see now I represent mine. I'm new on the rap scene, brothers never heard of me. Yet I'm a menace, yo, police wanna murder me. Heidi Dog Drinker, represent the thinker. My pen rides the paper, it even has blinkers. Think I'll dim the lights and inhale. It stimulates, floating like I'm on the North 95 interstate. Never plan to stop when I write my hand is hot. And expand a lot from the Wiz to Camelot. The paw layer, I make your heads bop paw. I shine a light on perpetrators like a cop's car.